0: What's up people, hello from Monrovia and a lovely welcome back to our writers podcast series here on Talkapod. Brought to you by Talking Media and our dear friends from Sleepless in Monrovia. This is where we steer social, culture and political conversations that are often overlooked and less discussed in society. My name is Gerald Hudges, your host, and you are listening to an 8-part writer's podcast series sharing provocative social norms-authoring pieces written by Liberians and published on Sleepless in Monrovia. For those of you who just tuning in for the first time, Seem is a blog created to showcase Liberian literary creativity. The blog is also dedicated to giving voice to various social justice issues. Issues, especially facing marginalized women. We're pleased to be collaborating with seem to amplify the voices of these writers only here on Talkapod. In this episode, we host Randell Dauda, popularly known across social media by her middle name Zulika. Today we get to talk to her about an opinion editorial titled We Are Not Our Mothers. Welcome once more to Talkapod Zulika and thank you so much for accepting our invitation. Could you briefly introduce yourself, tell our listeners who you are, um, what inspires you to write,
1: my name is Randell Zubeka Nauda. I'm currently a full time student. I'm a PhD in planning, governance, and globalization, simultaneously with a master's in public health. I like to identify as African involved bold and online. I like to tell stories of Africa. Like, I like to think of myself as a head wrap enthusiast, a um, fufu champion. Uh, what, the-
0: <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> uh-huh. That means I, I will eat and every day, anytime. not only when it's raining. Awesome, that's so beautiful. I was just checking up your Instagram page to really confirm this whole thing about head wrap. And I tell you people, <laughs> over 80% of these pictures, I don't know how many pictures so far scroll through, but yeah, most of them you're seeing uh, with a head wrap. So that's, that's amazing, that's pretty amazing. We are not our mothers is our topic. So, w- what really inspired you know you to address this generational contrast of dating expectations and tolerance as as you did?
1: I know a lot of people who have siblings who They don't have the same mothers, or they don't have the same fathers. Most a lot of times it's like we don't have the same fathers because um, you know just oh we're just same mom but not same father. And then in the same right, those same mothers are like our aunties and other African women that you think all the time and say, oh when y'all gonna get married? when you're gonna get married, or not young girls in these days, they don't take marriage seriously, they don't wanna get married. You thinking thinking to yourself, like you have two kids by this person. He also has two other kids outside, and you know that woman, we call her auntie. We know she's not an auntie, but we all accept it. And it just goes on like that. And there's a lot of other examples outside of that, where you have a lot of single librarian women that had kids by married men, but then they wanna hold us to the standard of, we should get married, and we should do this and you should do that. And then this article was just almost like a rebellion to that of saying, I don't think you are in the position to tell us what we should be doing or how we should raise, especially since we were raised on tolerance and not love. When a lot of times we saw our fathers just putting up with who we had at home and then he was outside or our uncles or whoever the other older librarian men. And that's where that came from. And not to say that the younger librarian women are any that perfect. But we're just saying we want to break that generational curse. We want to be able to find love and stick to love and not encourage our boyfriends to have six other girlfriends and call this something else. Let's call it a spin a spin.
0: Previous generation tolerated this, but um, what lessons can we really learn? I have a half um, sibling from. Um, one parent Um, we're not very connected and just reflecting on this conversation it really gets me thinking um, why aren't we really connected what 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 really the problem is and come to think of it i think is this whole issue of growing up with just a single parent Uh, growing up with a whole family but then again this child was in part of my life this other sibling was in part of my life and i was in part of his life and so there's never that bond so what lessons can we learn from this
1: things that we say, Oh, that's how it is, that's how it is it doesn't necessarily mean I think that's what platforms like Sleepless and and talking media is trying to break. Where we have this platform to be able to talk about things, we have the opportunity as young people to change certain things. And I think for a lot of our mothers and our, our aunties and other people, it was more disgraceful to even talk about divorce or to talk about leaving someone where someone step out of their marriage or out of their relationship. It was almost disgraceful. And the woman was the one that was seen as something's wrong with you. Either you couldn't keep him or what did you do? Your husband out there. And it's almost a you that blame. So they stuck with it. And in your situation where you're talking about when people have half siblings sometimes, it's almost... a taboo subject, you don't talk about it, you don't say why is it that you have a different mom and I have a different mom, we have the same dad same last name. sometimes even with colorism you have these bright siblings and then you have the darker ones or something and it, and it's, people say, oh you, you don't even look like your brother, or those conversations come up but you don't, that's not something you can go home and ask your mom, how come John looks like this and I look like this, those are not Almost like we say now, society is not smart or anything, you don't put your muffin in that. And that is something that we can break because it starts with the conversation at home with the family. If your dad step out and your mother is not tolerating that, it's not something that is even going to stand, he's made a choice that like he want to be with a family outside of that. And as women, if we're saying we're not going to tolerate this, that starts right there. So, you don't have to stay or stick around and then now to have to explain your scene, my scene, past story. That's not going to be, be an option because you make it known from the beginning, even as young people dating now. It sounds like something that you know, we don't talk about. That's how we break curses by having conversations. It starts somewhere and it can start with us as young women. You're listening to the Writers Podcast series brought to you by Talking Media and Sleepless in Monrovia.
0: Could we also look at it from this whole cultural perspective of polygamy that has been, you know, recognized um, across West Africa and other part of the continent? um, There's something to be said to the disappearing cultures of our people. How do we reconcile this whole issue about polygamy where in time past, you know, a man used to have more than one wife?
1: I think it's traditional that's where you draw the line sometimes people live culture for stuff but the tradition still stand and that's one thing that people should make clear I see a lot of librarians now who a lot of oh it's a traditional wedding what we don't make here is a customary wedding in Liberia for example it still exists under the internal affairs laws in Liberia a librarian man can have up to four wives when you do a church wedding however that's a different thing but the laws say your traditional wedding exists Whatever wedding you do first That's what takes precedence So if me and you right now Decided hey man Let's get married And went to internal affairs And that's our traditional As we say we got married The law allows To have up to four wives When you have a church wedding As religion say Between you and God And that woman Then you have said That you no longer want To practice the tradition That's where it comes in And a lot of like Green people that I'm speaking of From this Is the church wedding The ones who say They are now one man One woman Then they step out so to be blaming the culture and saying, I'm going to step out, then that's breaking the, the vow. You, you can't have your cake and eat it too, as I say. You can't vote. Yeah. When I say we don't want the normal day love, there's that normal day love that tolerated so many seaman man C-pies that we have now. I'm saying we don't want that. We want a pillar, the family that is just you and me, our brother and sister, same man, same father, were raised on the same amount of love that we got. Mm-hmm. And then we can say that's the pillar of society.
0: Is there something, you know, not said in this article you would have wanted to touch on?
1: This article is more out of frustration of what was tolerating that our aunties and our mothers have allowed. It's a lot of times, even on Facebook now, this young generation of people do it. Mm-hmm. A young man would step outside a relationship and would go on Facebook cussing out each other. The two girls will be there just tearing down, oh, it's this, that, and the other. The conversation is never around the man who stepped out of his wife, always about the women. And I think this piece, hidden inside of this piece, is the fact that I said, I want us to love, I want our families to be one. I want my grandfamilies to get rid of this marriage as a joke, because what is the point? If you want four wives, get four wives. But if you decide you're gonna do the Christian thing, which I'm not speaking of this from the biblical sense, just from the state, then just follow it. If you go to a church, you still have to sign with the state that you have to say, this is what marriage is and if marriage is the pillar that holds our society together because as a family if we observe that we can say all the time even in our constitution we say like are built on a christian principle i don't agree with that because practice is different from what they're doing but that's a difference to three. yeah if we are going to say marriage is what holds us together as a society then let's practice what we preach if you are a young librarian woman now don't tolerate dating men who have other women because that's how we continue what our mothers continue. If we want people to hold us to a standard where love means something, where we raise kids on love, where we are, because we know the young women are the backbone of a lot of things, we have to start saying no to certain things. And I think that's one thing that I notice in our generation: divorce is not as much of it's a stigma. It's not the end of the world. If you decide to go into a relationship with someone and it's not working out, like any contract, even with a landlord, you end the contract and you move on. That's, that's not the kind of marriage that we
0: should aspire to have. Thank you so much. You know, it, it, it got me thinking further. There's so many other instances um, or situations that we can actually relate this old form of, you know, dating and relationship to. So things like uh, violence against women and the children in the home that people find it acceptable nowadays. There's, there was even a song that came up a few years ago, Talk About Love. You know, um, about this young girl and her boyfriend who kept beating on her, but she kept coming back to him because she was in love. And so uh, there's so many other issues, you know, from, you know, just violence in relationship to, uh, let's say, disparity between the man and the woman when it comes to income. Uh, But in this generation, we're having conversations about gender equality, advancing and pushing women in leadership position, about women who are, you know, gaining position of power and influence and who are their own bosses. You know, it got me thinking of this song by Neo. Miss Independent, it's been wonderful having this conversation with you. Definitely, we're looking forward to more from you, Zulika.
1: Yes, thank you. I look forward to that. I'm very excited to have this platform of young people are right, thinking about, you know, shaking the tables, as we say, and having these conversations because they were not there before. And obviously, I mean, I'm open to other people and their perspective about, you know, why this happens. Again, it's a different generation. People really depended on their husband for, you know, a lot of things, couldn't just get up and leave. And I understand this is coming definitely from a place privilege where you can walk away from certain things so i I understand that but again to to move things and movers and a shaker is never easy you're gonna have to start somewhere and i think just the simplest conversation about what you accept in a relationship is how we build the pillar of a better society
0: thank you very much um do have a wonderful day bye-bye
1: thank you bye-bye